everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Joanna Volcastro, and I am your host. As you can see, today we have a very special guest with us. Would you care to introduce yourself, please? Hello, everyone. My name is Shaylin Johnson, and I am the host of a podcast called Coach is the Other C Word, all for women's sports leaders navigating the world of women's sports. Which is something that I love. When she messaged me, I kind of was excited because I need more people like this on my show. And I thought this was going to be a great way to start off. Uh, Most people I have on are athletes or coaches. So like having another coach on plus like talking more about women's sports and being an advocate and things like that is great. But before we get into this, y'all know what happens. We have to go to a commercial break. Before we hear a word from today's sponsor, Anchor, I would just like to say This is going to be a very awesome time. I'm very, very excited. This might be one of the best interviews I do this season, by the way. So please get excited about this and listen to the whole thing. Okay. Okay. You are listening to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. Here is today's sponsor, Anchor. Listen to this beautiful commercial that I did, uh, I recorded. Let's head to that ad read. Hey everyone, it's Gianna Belcastro from the Women's Sports Matter podcast, and today I'm going to be discussing the sponsor of this show, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Didn't you enjoy that ad read? Because I did, because I recorded that, and it's the best one that I've ever done, and I will never change it. It's true. <laughs> it, it literally is the best one, because I hate, I hate scripts, and you got to follow a script. And I'm just not good at reading scripts, but that one, that one is okay. But enough about commercials, please. We're done with that. We just did that. Let's talk about podcasting. How did you get into podcasting? Why did you want to start a podcast? Let's start with that. So what I do in my full-time job, I'm a director of training and development for a company that uses behavioral technology with sports teams. And we do some like small businesses, um, And it's all in the world of getting better at people. And to be honest with you, I'm a huge extrovert. I love talking. That's just what I do. I do the trainings. I do the public speaking. Um, And I'm the only girl at my company. And so we were kind of struggling finding women's clients. Like all our big clients are just men's basketball teams. We have the Dallas Cowboys, Stanford, every, we have the NCAA, we have all of this, but we don't have. Um, any big women's teams. And so I was trying to think of ways um, to kind of connect with women and women sports leaders specifically, um, just to kind of just talk and, and build these connections because the network is pretty much everything to me. And so my boss kind of had the idea first because he's like, Shaylin, you're a really good talker. Um, and I just always have these ideas. I just go on rants. And so this podcast has kind of been, shoot, probably like three months in the making um, behind doing photo shoots and getting all the gear, getting all um, the software and everything set up and getting everything mapped out, getting guests. Um, So it's been a process. And I guess really why I think this is like my baby now, this is like the one thing I really have and I love it. Um, I think it's just because I'm super passionate about people and I'm super passionate about leadership. Um, Being a former college softball player and then I just finished up coaching two years at a junior college. Um, I think that this topic that I want to go down, like women's sports, not only just being a leader in general, but like gender inequality, um, all this stuff that's going on in the NCAA, everything like that, how to be different with people is just something that I think everyone should listen to. And I could just talk for hours about just how to get better at people in general and why behavior matters. Very interesting. As I was listening to the episode today, I I became intrigued about like the science 
behind everything because I don't think about that. I mean, I'm out of school right now. I'm not thinking about anything related to school. I'm I'm on break. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done with school. I've had enough. Um, But do you do you have like a certain story about how you got into where you work like for the listeners here um Um, something that happened that made you think oh like I want to do this not like specifically this is this job wasn't really something I was looking for I had graduated in 2019 with my degree in math and I had wanted to be a high school math teacher and coach softball. That's literally what my plans were. Um, And then I was coaching at the junior college on my break. So I had like a semester where I was coaching and COVID hit. And I was like, wow, I really don't want to leave this. I love coaching. I think this is like who I am at my core. And so I decided to put school on hold um, or going back. I had to go to a transition to teaching program. And I didn't want to do that. So I stayed and coached. And there's actually a guy that works for his co- for this company that I grew up with his girlfriend. And so they were looking for a statistician. And I have my math degree. So I got an interview. And then my boss met me. And my now boss had met me in the interview. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are not a statistician. You are like this talker, high energy, extrovert. Um, I think you would be better at this. And so for my first two months, I really wasn't sold on, you know, the behavioral technology and the science of people. It took me a little bit to really buy in. Um, But once I felt the results and I felt how true everything was and how everything made sense, um, it was something I felt was missing from sports. Um, Just understanding team dynamics and understanding what leadership um, would work for these specific groups, what doesn't work, how to communicate with people differently what my dominant fears are, um, energy drains, so much stuff. And it took that, those first few months of me kind of just diving into my work to really feel it and buy into what I was doing. And it's just grown ever since I've been at the company for about a year now. And it's just been completely eye-opening in terms of self-awareness. That's really cool. Um, With some people, it's like, they, they have their heart set on one thing and then they get disappointed that they can't do that, that thing that they wanted to do. But I think people also need to take the time to try new things and see if they actually like it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm the same way with uh, like different sports that I've played. I used to hate soccer growing up. Like I hated soccer. I got hit in the face with a soccer ball during camp in like fifth grade <laughs> and then I was like, I'm never playing soccer again. I hate soccer. Screw soccer. Like it sucks. I was a goalie sophomore year of high school. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I played freshman and sophomore year. I played soccer because I was interested in it. Um, I Well, the whole story behind that is I played baseball growing up. Nice. And when I was in eighth grade, I, I wanted to play baseball again. So I did. It was really hard because I was with a bunch of guys that literally refused to talk to me, get to know me like at all. I was just there and they didn't like me. They're like, why? What are they doing here? And I was like, what are you doing here? Like, come on. (laughs) It's baseball. Everyone likes baseball. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I, I played until I was a freshman in high school and I wanted to try out for the baseball team at school. It was eighth grade and it was like, um, there was this, it's not a mixer, but it's like, come to our school and check out like the athletics and the clubs yeah. you can when you come here. And so I went up to the athletic director and I was like, can I play baseball please? <laughs> and he goes, no, you can't because you're a girl. And I was oh. like, no, that's not how this works. That's definitely not how it works. You can say softball would be uh, the equivalent, but no. Well, I was, I was going to say, there's like, well, you can play the girl equivalent of softball. And I was not like, quite. girl equivalent. No, that's definitely not the case. And so they were like, well, we have this thing. If there's like a girl equivalent of it, you can't play. But if you wanted to play football, you could play football. I was like, does it look like I want to play football? No, I am five two. I don't think I fit in the football <laughs> world. That is not. I I would get 
tackled. All my bones would be broken. Yeah. That's a that's a no thank you. But yeah, my heart broke when they're like, you're a girl, you can't play baseball. And I was like, what do you think I'm doing right now? I literally just told you that I'm playing baseball. What's a girl equivalent? What does that even mean? Yeah, I don't think that baseball and softball are exactly the same, so. No, it's like a different size ball. The diamonds are are different. It's. It's honestly a different game. Softball is a little bit more about speed, which is. Yeah. Because it is so small. It's definitely a game of inches and seconds. Baseball, I don't think it's quite the exact same, so. Yeah, it was just, it was devastating. I was like well, I'm not going to play softball because I try. I tried it in fourth grade. I, I went to like two things, like two practices. I was like, mom, I hate softball. I want to play baseball. <laughs> She's like, she wanted to play. She wanted me to play softball because it was like the girl sport. And I was like, mm, no, incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I, I've played many sports, but my, my one true love will always be baseball. And I'm even working on a baseball team right now, which is like crazy. It's uh, I, I'm the live stream producer for the King County Cougars, which is like, um, it's a professional baseball league that has like a pathway. It's a partnership with MLB. Right. Is it like a oh, pathway shoot. to get to the majors mm-hmm. instead of like doing minor leagues? Like you could get signed by another team. That's it's like a prospect with, league. Yeah. 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 A few players have left already to like go to the Marlins or the the Twins organization organization. So that's been cool. But yeah, baseball <laughs> will always have my heart. I'm just like <laughs> the softball thing always still bothers me. It's like the one thing that like women in general, it's like they have to be put in this category, and it's just it's it's awful because how are you supposed to teach your kids like? equality but also softball is the girl equivalent to baseball you can't there's 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 those two things don't go hand in hand no it's it's a shame and my sister also played baseball too and so like middle school she she quit I don't know why but she wanted to play football at, at my school uh at my high school she goes there now too um and I was like well you're also my height so that's probably not the best idea. And that's why I told her not to do it. Cause yeah. oh, you're five, three. Do you really want to play football or do you want all your bro- uh, bones broken? It's like, can you kick a ball? Cause that's probably like, you could be the punter. Yeah. But she doesn't like soccer. So she refuses to like kick anything. Oh yeah. And even talking about that, like I, you know, I follow Sarah Fuller, who was the on uh, Vanderbilt's women's soccer team and then went to be the kicker. Even if you're a woman, she's bigger than me. I mean, she's, I just saw a TikTok she posted. She's six one, almost 200 pounds. And people still say that she can't play or she has no place because she's a girl when she's probably bigger than some guys that are even on the football team. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I made an episode about like, keyboard warriors is what it's called I was like talking about how like these these men are sitting behind their phones and like saying all these awful things when it's like this is you the whole time you're sitting here and you're typing things while you're sitting on the couch and eating chips like it's not it's not cool like I bet you couldn't even do that or when the worst thing probably is like the, the kitchen jokes in the the WNBA. That yeah, one of those gonna go me. away. <laughs> one of them gonna get tired of saying that stuff. Did you see there was this one graphic on Twitter that I can't remember which organization made it. It showed Brittany Griner in in the kitchen when she was like stirring a, a pot. It was like mm-hmm. she's cooking or whatever. I forgot like right. Clutch points or something like that I don't I don't remember but I saw it and I was like what like you're just trying to get people to be oh yeah you know the comments yep. <laughs> like you're literally saying come here come on they come set it up something. they set it up perfectly for these guys to come in and say that misogynistic stuff so 
Yeah. But the most interesting thing, especially with the year 2020, is that viewership for women's sports actually went up compared to men's sports. The WNBA and NWSL went up, NFL, MLB, MLS, NBA, NHL. Really? I went down. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was so weird to see. Um, but I think it mainly was because of there was more promotion in terms of stuff happening, like which sport came back first during the whole pandemic. Everyone's like, oh, the NBA came back first and they had a very successful bubble. Eh, wrong. Try again. Oh, it was the MLS. They had the bubble thing too. Nope. Try again. It was the NWSL that was held in the state of Montana, I believe, or no, the state of Utah. Um, and there, there are three stadiums uh, where Real Salt Lake plays and um, I forgot the other team, the other school or something. They played at a college campus, I believe, and then where uh, RSL plays. So they did like the whole bubble thing and they had no COVID um, oh. positives at all. Like it was literally a perfect bubble. And of course the Red Stars had to lose the championship game to the Houston Dash, but that's, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> that was a terrible game to watch. I watched it. That really bothered me, but that's, it's over now. It's over now. <laughs> it's over now. I was going to say in terms of that. viewership too, something that's going on, obviously one, like one of the bigger stages during this time is the women's college world series for softball. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of, again, the NCAA being a little bit, um, in that little inequality scandal between women's and men's and yeah, the, the women's college world series and then the men's college world series, they have virtually the same amount of viewership and um, the women's college world series has been just increasing. And it's just crazy that the discrepancies between what the girls get and what the men get. Um, and like that viewership goes up, like it's from 2019 to now, I, I can't even tell you what, num- what the numbers were, but it's, insane how much women's sports are being watched now um and i just expect to kind of keep going i think also with putting it on like abc and the actual espn channel instead of espn2 or espnu like putting it on the main channels that people actually have on their tv yeah well like it's awesome. Um, double headers of WNBA games, putting the NWSL on CBS now and having a partnership with Twitch and Paramount plus Twitch, I feel like should be continued to be used. Um, especially with like technology, do people have cable or do they have a laptop? Most people will probably have a laptop instead. Yeah. Um, I watched most of the NWA NWHL games in the winter um, and I used Twitch for that because that's the only thing they were on. And then they also had a thing with, um, was it NBC Sports or something like that? But that channel is being shut down, apparently. Oh. So that was kind of like, that was cool to see them on there, but the channel is being shut down or whatever. I don't remember the exact wording of it, but they're getting rid of it. So it's kind of like, oh, you're putting these women on this stage that people, the there is a channel that people have on their TV, but also the channels will, it's going to be shut down. It was like, yeah, I see the positives <laughs> and negatives here. Like, where are you going to put them next time? Like, are right. you going to have a channel partnership or a network partnership with this league? Or are they still going to be on Twitch? Like it doesn't cost anything to be on Twitch, but also at the same time, it's like, I want to see more women on TV. So it's kind it's exactly. kind of this battle. Like, I don't know what to do here, but I still want to find ways to support you kind of thing. Yeah, no, definitely. I think also, um, especially with women's collegiate sports showing up on TV, um, lacrosse, softball, women's basketball. um, There was another one. Do they put women's hockey on TV too? I think they sure. Yeah, I think they put them on like ESPN three or something. But especially in today's day and age, more people are going to start watching it and it's going to be, it's going to keep on going on ABC and ESPN. Um, 
do you think that we're heading in the right direction towards more women's sports being put on national television? 100%. I think not only, like I, I grew up in this time, like my generation, like I didn't get a cell phone until I was like in eighth grade. So like I've grown up through social media, like in all my like pivotal years. So freshman year of high school, all the way to now. So I think now more than ever in the last 10 years, there's been such an outcry for women's sports to be more represented. And I think that we are going in the right direction with, you know, women's sports being put on actual television channels, ESPN, CBS, all that good stuff that we're talking about. Um, but it's still not enough. We're going in the right direction, but it's not enough. Um, and I just think that as we keep bringing attention to these inequalities and we keep bringing attention to how unfair this is, um, I can only see companies, production companies um, going in the right direction. Otherwise they're going to get left behind. Um, and so I think in the next two, three years, we're really going to see a jump in the opportunity for viewership of women's sports, which in turn, you know, we're going to get women's sports are going to make more money. You know, you give them more opportunities for viewership, you're going to make more money. And that's just kind of how it goes. Like, for example, I'm going to talk about the Women's College World Series again because they've reached capacity. Well, they're at a stadium that's not even, you know, they, they, they limit the seating. You give them opportunities to give more seats, you're going to make more money. So the same exact way with doing this on TV, you give them more opportunities to be seen. We're going to generate way more revenue and give these girls opportunities to kind of make it bigger um, than it ever has been before. What do you think of groups like Just Women Sports and Together, which are like two companies that focus on producing uh, content that caters to women's sports? Um, like with Together, that was Sue Bird, Alex Morgan, Chloe Kim, and I'm blinking on the other person's name. I don't know why. I thought I had this memorized. <laughs> I'm the Olympic swimmer, I believe. Um, I don't remember her name. I don't know a lot about swimming. So that's probably why. Um, yeah. But, and also with Just Women Sports, like they, their podcast hosts with uh, like Kelly O'Hara has a show, Sam Ewis and Lynn Williams have their own show. Do you think um, that these groups are going to gain more attention as well as like with TV viewership, like their, their social media is awesome. I follow both on social media. Do you think that more people are gonna start to recognize these, these groups and follow them more? Or do you think there needs to be some kind of push for them to get like more growth on social media? I would like to say that I think that there's gonna be more of a push but people like things easy. So if they're going to follow ESPN and they're going to want to see everything, right? They, but right now it's just male, pro, like it's predominantly male sports. Mm -hmm. um, women's aren't, women's sports aren't represented as much. Um, so we have these, the creation of all these women specific content channels or social media groups. And if you're like really passionate about women's sports, that's where you go. But as we're going through these people that are like, let's say I have, you know, guy here, let's say his name's Tom and he loves sports. He also supports women's sports, but he's not super all into women's sports. He's not going to go follow this woman's only sports channel or social media account. The way that we're going to do this is to get those sport, like the women's sports to be better represented on the main accounts. So those, what those like the just women's sports kind or channels like that, it's good for awareness, but in order to grow, I think we're gonna have to keep trying to push and make bigger accounts like ESPN, like Barstool Sports, things like that that people see on social media all over the place. We need to get them to buy into the women's movement, really. Um, but their creation and what they're doing and the work they're putting in to represent women's sports is so critical to that ever happening. Um, so I think in general, because of what they're doing, um, women's sports are going to be followed way close, like way closer, way more closely um, in the years coming up. And it, they are laying that foundation 
um, for that representation to increase. I should, that's my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, I think so. I've stopped watching ESPN maybe for like a few years now, just because I've been extremely frustrated with the amount of coverage that they give the NBA and the NFL. Like I'm not an NBA fan at all. I don't find it entertaining. I, I don't even to. find it to be good basketball. So it's like, like I'm a big fan of like NCAA March Madness. I love that. Men's and women's. Yeah. I think that's college basketball is the best basketball. It's like maximum mm-hmm. effort with maximum skill, right? Versus the NBA. It's, it's all about a show. These are entertainers. So, but you're right. Everything they put out is all about the NFL and all about the NBA. And it's just kind of just like that. And so half the time it's dumb stuff. It has nothing to even do with the sport. Um, so yeah, I, I completely understand why you would stop following at ESPN. It's just, it's just not good. I like, I'm so tired of hearing about LeBron James or Aaron Rodgers or like another domestic violence case happening in the NFL. Like, I, no, like, of course we need to hear about the domestic violence stuff because it's important to know which players not to support, but right. like also there's so much happening in sports. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they think it's not marketable. Well, guess what? Everyone, it is marketable now. Look at the stats online. All these numbers stuff I see on Twitter. I don't like remember the exact stuff, but with the viewership up of women's sports, the revenue that they're making versus compared to last year, all these different types of things are happening. And they're like, yeah, give me like five years. And, and we'll, yeah. we'll do something. We'll I think they're kind, of teetering, they're kind of teetering on that line of, are we going to be like sports news or are we going to be entertainment? Because right now they're, just, they're going for viewership, right? They're going for clicks and they're going for like what's entertaining. And so they're kind of staying away from like they're straying farther from that sports news. Where What do people want to hear? Like what should people hear? Right. We're talking about, I think I just saw it the other day though, that they do do some little, some stuff. I think it was a 16 year old was the youngest woman to be drafted um, for hockey. I can't remember if it was the women's national hockey league, um, but she's 16 years old. And I saw, I put, I saw that on ESPN. Like they will do those stories. Yeah. Because extraordinary, but they don't do, yeah. But they don't do all like the middle stuff. They don't do the actual news reporting of all these sports. They'd rather just talk about LeBron being poked in his eye for, you know, three weeks straight. Yeah. And I'm, I don't want to say, I don't care about LeBron getting poked. In his I eye. just need to hear about it once maybe. And then like, and we're good. That's it. it. There's so many other things to talk about. Even on a local level too. Like I'll sit and watch the news sometimes. and I'll watch like NBC five Chicago. I even made an episode about this too, where it's like, yeah, we know the NBA is on and we know the NHL is on, but also don't forget that you have the Red Stars in the Chicago sky and the Chicago Bandits that are here too. It's not like we know that they're here. I know that they're here. Do do my neighbors know that they're here? Or do my cousins know that they're here? Like, Exactly. They have games here. Like, they're literally in the city. Like, what are you doing? They're here and they're waiting for you to talk about them. Like, I don't need that. The one time they talk about the sky... It'll be at the end of the sports news thing. Be like, the Chicago Sky are taking on the Los Angeles Sparks at seven o'clock tonight. It was like, anything else you want to say about that? <laughs> Would they talk about all these different stats with MLB, MLS, whatever? Like, and then people get confused why like ticket sales aren't up in, w- yeah, like, like, in the WBA, like, because no one talks about it. No one talks about it. The first no thing one even to knows do it's is going media on. representation. But guess like what? You know, there's a, you know, there's a Lakers game in six months and here's where it is. And you can buy tickets right now because everyone's talking about it. Like you can't complain about empty seats when you don't talk about it. You don't let people know. You don't market that. Um, it's like you, you kind of have women's sports hands tied. They can't do anything um, if you're not telling people. Right. So I, I it's crazy. Just. Yeah. It's becoming more marketable, though, especially I don't want to say like oh, NBA players are, like, increasing the amount of, of viewership because they're wearing the orange hoodies. But that is also a part of it. If you see your favorite NBA player wearing that WNBA hoodie, like, if you see 
Devin Booker walking around with that orange hoodie on, I think most people are going to say, oh, wait, if Devin supports it, maybe I should too. That's also a part of it. But I don't just want to say like men are saying, hey, come watch women's sports. It's more of like everyone is saying, hey, come watch women's sports. It's not just the men that are like creating this movement of the WNBA is here too. Like, don't just watch us. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but do you have a better take on that than I do? No, I get what you're saying. I think I don't like how things revolve around men in that aspect, right? Like, oh, Devin Booker has his sweatshirt on. Oh, now I should do what he's right. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't get that, um, that marketing if it wasn't for the men. So even though now we have more people watching WNBA, it all revolved around what the men said. Right. It all revolved around what the men did. Um, I think we have to branch off in a way in a way to stop relying on these big named male celebrity athletes slash entertainers um, to kind of produce views for the women. I think women are amazing on their own. And I think they should be able to have the opportunity to market for themselves. But no one wants to listen to women. No one wants to listen to these WNBA WNBA players saying, hey, watch me so I can get paid more so we can have a longer season so we can do all these things and be just as good as the guys. It's like, why does everything have to revolve around the men and what they say? Um, so if we could find a way <laughs> to do that where they're getting what they need without men saying, Hey, you should probably watch them. Right. Cause it still kind of feeds into the issue of what a man says goes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm sure they did like this whole segment on ESPN. I'm, they had to do something like this where they showed, they probably showed like pictures of like LeBron, James, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, all wearing the hoodie. And they're saying, go watch the WNBA. And then they don't even put it on. Well, they put it on that channel, but they don't talk about it enough. No, they don't. How would you ever know that it's on if no one talks about it, unless you're just surfing through your channels, right? But who's, I know I personally don't never have time to surf through Mm -hmm. channels or my guide or anything like I don't like the only way I find things out is social media and I think that's becoming such a big thing now is representation on social media that's everything um because that's where we're gonna hear about games that's we're gonna hear about stats the most amazing WNBA players the most amazing college players that's how I've learned about as many fantastic women college players as I have is literally Twitter alone. Yeah. Um, it's almost like that's my news outlet sometimes. That literally is my news outlet. All, all this stuff that I follow on Twitter, it's like political BS. And then it's like all this women's sports stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's on my feed. That's how I mine's get like my memes. news. Mine's like memes and softball. <laughs> that's about it. I'm big into to news and everything like that. So I got to follow like NPR, NBC, mm. all those different things. I want to know what's happening in the world, even right. though it may suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask you about the, how you came up with the name of your podcast, because it's quite interesting. And I'm pretty sure, like, you know, some people are be like, well, that's not very nice. Or they'll, right. they'll be like, eh, maybe you shouldn't do that. But go ahead and and explain. So it took some brainstorming. Um, I was going to have it as something like leading ladies, but that seems kind of generic. And there's probably things that are really similar to that. So it was actually my CTO, um, who's a part owner of this company, is him and I just sitting at a table out in our conference room. And we were just sitting there kind of just surfing, like what's already out there, kind of what are we trying to do? put in some keywords, trying to think of stuff. And he kind of just looked at me and he goes, this is a little bit brass, but what do you think? He goes, you know, coach is the other C word. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. Right. And he explains it as exactly how I do in my first episode. You know, we're in this industry, this sports industry, that's full of men. Right. Um, again, like I said, no problem with men. It's fine. Totally fine. But there's a lot of them. And you see this all the time on um, literally on the news on Twitter. You can see male coaches that are aggressive and, and loud and brass and rude. And 
you know, you see coaches on like baseball coaches that get like chest to chest with the umpire and kicking dirt, screaming in their face. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see that all the time. And, and they're just passionate coaches, right? They're described as a coach. Mm-hmm. But when a woman coach does that or a woman athlete or a leader does anything, they're passionate. They're getting the same image off. Well, I'm hitting towards you. They get called the C word, right? That's a little harsh, but like they get called all these names, misogynistic names or a brat. They have attitude problems, mood swings, whatever. And no, and what I'm trying to do is like, no, when you're describing a coach like that, we're describing a person like that. It's not that C word. It's not any of those words. You're just, she's a coach, just like the guy is. She's doing the exact same thing. She's a coach. And so once we kind of sat there and thought about it, we're like, okay, it has that shock and awe, like, oh, shoot. What, are, what is she talking about? It gets you to want to listen to it. Um, and then when we explain it that way, it's just like, yeah, like that makes so much sense. Like I was even, I was on a Zoom call explaining it to someone that's going to guest appear on my podcast. And she's like, you know what, Shailen, when you first started talking about that, I thought, I thought of Serena Williams a few years ago. She's in a match and the line judge, I don't know if you call it line judge in tennis, but like, or referee or whatever it is, they they have this issue like I don't know what happened but she gets all upset about it yeah and she's yelling and she throws her racket down the news the next day all these comics and all this stuff saying that Serena Williams is a baby and she's emotional all this stuff and it's like whoa right a guy does that they don't get any of that negative press why is it different so coaches the c-word is not only about self-improvement and leadership for women's sports but it's also about changing that generic opinion on women that do the exact same thing as men we can look at them all as coaches it's no different so I like the name it, I was nervous about it at first I thought yikes I don't know how people are gonna respond but um the responses have been really overwhelmingly positive I think a lot of people get it um they see where that is they get the pain so um I like it and I am glad that I kind of ran with it instead of changing it I really like the name I mean I do I the, I don't know if it's just because I, I've been doing all these different sports and I've seen like different reactions from people. It's just, it's sad at the same time too, where it's like you have these, these grown people. It's not, I'm not even going to separate it. These grown yeah. people who probably have had the same reaction to something else too. You ever see like those pictures of guys throwing their tv out the window after their the nfl team loses a game yeah like the the super bowl or whatever like a championship kind of game and it's like but if someone else did that that wouldn't be like funny it would be like they're gonna make comments about it yeah it's lends into that toxic masculinity that men can be like that and it's just aggressive and it's just what guys do. But anyone else does that and it's mood swings or whatever, or a brat or, yeah, you know, like it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I'm trying to blend that. I'm trying to blur that line a little bit and make it so that it's, you know, sometimes people are just babies. That is true. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. people aren't ever, but. LeBron James. Yeah. Cristiano exactly. Ronaldo. And, but you gotta think about it. they're being entertainers. They're like getting paid to do that stuff mm-hmm. and you know women do that and it, yeah I could just go on on about how I just you just can't respect people that have that line as black and white as a lot of people do um some people are just soft some people aren't that's just how it is but I don't think you should generalize women coaches or any other coaches separate let's take men the other way any other coach besides men and put them all in the same box because I just don't think that's right. Can you give us like a, a little sneak peek to who's gonna come on your show if you can reveal that kind of information? Like, or maybe like generalize it a little bit for anyone that's listening that may be interested in uh, tuning into your show. Yeah, I definitely can. I've got a few lined up um, for sure in the next few weeks. Um, a good friend of mine is a softball coach at one of the best division two universities in the country. And so she will be on here coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, Dr. Brittany Azell, who's just a former bas- women's basketball coach at Eastern Tennessee State. She's a good friend of ours. She will be on 
Um, I'm looking at Joni Taylor, who's the head coach of Georgia women's basketball. And I'm trying to think of who else. Oh, awesome. We also work with a athletic department called um, Duquesne University. And so I'm having their women's lacrosse coach. Her name's Corinne and she is fantastic and fun and loud. And um, she's going to be on. So it's going to be a lot of, um, in my world, they're called eyes. So extroverts um, that just love talking about leadership, love talking about the girls, love talking about how we can kind of change these gender barriers. And, and it's going to be awesome. That's probably about the next month kind of lined up in terms of guests. I'm super excited about it. Is your whole show just going to be guests? Or are you going to have like some episodes where it's just you talking? Um, it's going to be a mix of both. My end goal is to try to have it 50, 50. Um, if I can get that many guests. Um, but in the meantime, it's going to be me talking about leadership or, um, topics from leadership to communication, to mental health. Um, gosh, I have so many. I'm yeah, those were probably the first like four that I'm thinking about doing. Um, I'm trying to blend not only just women's sports, um, but also with my with my job. So that behavioral technology, how do I adapt as a person to the people that are around me in my environment? Is it my job to adapt or is it their job? Um, try to ask those questions that maybe people don't necessarily think about. Um, and each episode is probably about 20 to 30 minutes. And I just kind of take you down that path of stimulating that conversation, making you think a little bit differently. Do you have any advice um, for for athletes or anyone that wants to work within uh, like podcasting or maybe even like writing or journalism uh, for people that really want to pursue this and kind of do what you do? Do you have anything that you want to say about that? The most important thing I think that I've realized in the last year that I didn't know when I was young and like in college was the most important thing you can do is believe in yourself over everything. And um, I like, I believe in everything I say, and I believe in everything that I do, regardless of how other people feel about it. And that's enough for me to put my content out there. It's enough for me to start the podcast. And when you believe in something and you speak with conviction or, in, or write with conviction, or you have this passion for whatever you're doing, only good things can come from that. And I think as long as you are solid in the things that you believe in, um, the right stuff, the right opportunities, the right guests, the right connections, everything's going to flow your way. So make sure that you're solid and you bet on yourself 100% um, because that's going to be your strongest asset as you're trying to build something for yourself. I think also too, especially if people are my age or even younger, um, just do it. You know, and this is not a Nike commercial, but <laughs> just like if you want to do it, then do it. I literally was so bored within the pandemic. I was like, they don't talk about women's sports enough. So I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to make a podcast and we're going to see how this is going to go. And it's going pretty well so far, I would like to say. So um, it, it takes time to work on it. Like I do all this by myself. You have a whole team behind you. It's literally just me here. Yeah. Like I got this microphone for Christmas. This computer I use is for school. I bought a th subscription thing for Wii Video that I'm not going to do again because I don't use YouTube anymore. But it's like I have to budget kind of. I feel so old when I'm talking about <laughs> budgeting. Adulting, it, it Adulting comes, up comes up quick. Yeah, I'm literally turning 19 on the 20th. So oh, like happy early birthday. That's exciting. Thank you. It's, it's, oh, I feel old. <laughs> it's, it's last year being a teenager. Yeah. The, the I mean, 20s are fun. I love the 20s are awesome. The 20s are going to be me in school doing nothing, <laughs> nothing, just school, just school. <sighs> but anyway, like podcasting can be hard. Or even just working within women's sports can be hard, but you have to create your own platform. Like no one's going to do it for you. You have to work for it yourself. Like I didn't want to create social media for my podcast accounts, but how are people going to listen and reach out if you don't do that? I am not good at social media, clearly. 
if you just look at my accounts that I have, I have two social media accounts, an Instagram and a Twitter. And am I good at using both? No. I think my Instagram started it. I know my Instagram um, almost is about the same number of followers on Twitter. And like, there was this one point like last month where people were like following my Instagram every day. I would get a new follower every day. It was so weird. And it just stopped. And now my posts aren't getting liked anymore. It's like, okay, what is this? I don't get likes on Twitter, but people still see it. They see the right. content. I ca- I don't care about likes. I just care how many people are seeing this. How can I make people see this? Do I have to tweet out a meme or something? Do I promote a tweet, which I will never do because I'm not going to waste money because right. I'd have to buy gas for my car. So budgeting again. Yeah, budgeting. I mean, I think the best way too, in terms of building that platform, is just meeting people. Like this was this all happened from me just sending you an email uh, or sending you a message and saying, "Hey, let's do this." And you can never be too shy or afraid to reach out to people that you just don't know. Um, I do that all the time. Like you never know who's gonna, you know, see this. Um, you know, I put it on my social media. You never know who's going to see that. Like it's, it's all about people and building connections. And that's just, I think that's in the foundation for everything in terms of building your own platform. It's so weird because with social media and everything, like you would think I would know how to use social media because I'm a teenager. I don't, I'm not one of those people that post selfies every day. I don't do that. I just like a bunch of stuff and then I get off of it and I go to the next social media platform and then I see a bunch of that stuff. Maybe I'll play a game on my phone or maybe I'll go and watch some stuff on Hulu. It's like this whole cycle of things happening. But um, especially with Twitter, like there's just like some, I got verified people following my Twitter and it's so weird. Like, like Ari Chambers follows me on Twitter and it's like, oh my God, like I literally love her content. And it's it's like, how in the world did she see this? And was like, you know what? I'm going to follow. It's just like so weird. Like, exactly. I'm just trying to build a network here. And then to see that, it was like, well, you know, Ari Chambers follows my podcast on Twitter. So you should too. Exactly. And I've tried reaching out to all these different people. Like half of the time, it's either people reaching out to me or like it's 50-50. I'll I'll reach out to people on Twitter and be like, yo, come on my show. And then sometimes I'll get an answer. Sometimes I won't. If I don't get an answer, I move on to the next person. It's not like I'm not going to go cry about it for half an hour. Oh my God, my favorite NWSL player isn't going to come on the show. He didn't answer me. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm adulting them. Anyway, do you have social media uh, accounts for your podcast I do I really I was gonna do an Instagram I really have a Twitter I haven't really done much with it yet I haven't started posting anything but it's um at ctocw um kind of easy just the acronym of coaches the other c word um I have that on Twitter um gonna start that Instagram up here in a little bit but yeah that's for the podcast just follow on Twitter I'll be posting um you know kind of promotional things who I have coming up this week and then after it, kind of like the highlights of what that of that episode and kind of what we talked about and things like that. So, yeah, go ahead and get that follow if you want to. I'm going to make a Facebook, too. See, Facebook, I get a lot more hits on Facebook than I do on. Oh, really? Just because I, I have so many Facebook friends. I have no idea why. I grew up in the time where Facebook started getting big. So, like, I had MySpace, which you probably don't know what MySpace is. No, I didn't. But I had MySpace, but I had Facebook. That didn't so exist. Facebook started getting big that's so I have so many I have so many friends on Facebook I should start a Facebook but um for this podcast but Twitter usually does that. I always post like on my Instagram stories like my personal ones mm-hmm. um that always gets me lots of views lots of shares so that's kind of what I do but yeah I think I think we accomplished a lot today so I think we're gonna end the episode here that's okay with you no perfect I thank person. you so much for having me on I really appreciate yeah. it I'm gonna do my my famous outro let's pull stuff out of my brain let's see what i want to talk about first 
If you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can. I have a Twitter and an Instagram. On Twitter, you can follow me at WSM Podcast. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Women's Sports Matter. I used to have a YouTube, but I'm not using it anymore. But all my old episodes are there if you want to check that unfortunate thing out. I'm going to call it unfortunate because it really is like zero views on one video, six views on another one. It's crazy. The algorithm sucks. (laughs) If you want to subscribe to this podcast, you should. You should subscribe because how else are you going to know when I post another episode? You should subscribe. And leave a rating on like Apple Podcasts or whatever. You should probably do that. That's a, that's a good idea. You're welcome for the idea, by the way. If you're listening, it was like, Gianna told me to subscribe. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. We are also still in the pandemic. So guess what? You still have to wash your hands, wear a mask and social distance when you can. Also, go ahead and get your COVID shot. If you want to, I'm not pressuring you. I'm not pressuring you. If you want to go get that shot, you can. There's a link down below to get you to the nearest vaccine possible. All you gotta do is enter your address and you'll probably see a Walgreens or CVS pop up. Then you can get your COVID shot from there. There's also other stuff listed down below. There's some elections coming up like in the state of Virginia, which I think is on next Tuesday, if you live in Virginia, there's a governor's race. I think it's a primary. So vote for someone. There's also links down below to register to vote because Exercising your right to vote is super important, especially with elections coming up every now and then. I think that's all I have to cover from the things I'm pulling from my brain. Do I have anything else? Oh, yeah, you should watch the uh, softball stuff happening. I don't know, the crosses over. There's the WNBA and NWSL that's on right now. There's a draft coming up for the NWHL. It's like an international type thing, which is their first ever that they're doing. So that might be interesting to watch. It's on Twitch. I don't remember which day it's on. You can figure that one out for yourself. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you, sorry. You you can look it up, Google's free. (laughs) My time is not, (laughs) I'm very busy. Um, Let's see, what else, what else, what else? Do I have anything else I wanna say? No, okay, so I'm gonna end it here. Thank you again so much, uh, Shailene, for coming on today's episode. My name is Gianna Castro. I'm your host. This is the Women's Sports Matter podcast. Thank you so much for listening. That's all, folks. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.